new vibrator can reportedly order pizza for you after you orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't get off, you don't get pizza. (laughs) Oh, God. Welcome, everyone, to the Gravity Beard Podcast, your home for discussions and interviews with a variety of guests covering a wide range of topics. Today is another installment of This Week Today, where we look back on this day in history, sports, entertainment, and more. Let's get started. This is the Gravity Beard Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Tof. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Lord Saunders. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. So I think you would agree, we want to keep the bar high after our first anniversary episode a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So once again, I have a special surprise for you and the listener later in this in this episode. Oh, yes. Uh, I like how it's for both me and the listener. That's exciting. Yes. So for listener's sake, just know that Adam also has no idea what we're doing later. This is also something we've never done before. Awesome. So we're going to, again, put on a display of courage like no one has ever seen as we continue <laughs> to blaze new trails in the world of podcasting. <laughs> Dude, we're just so cutting edge, you know, like blazing trails all over the place there's in the not podcast an edge, world. There's not an edge that we're not prepared to cut. And, and dull it, you know. That's absolutely right. Okay, so let's get right to it. Are you ready to get started? Yes, absolutely. Next. Well, let's start with the calendar special day so everyone knows what to celebrate this week. I love this segment <laughs> so much. I'm loving it more and more. <laughs> I do as well, especially the fact that, uh, as you point out each each episode, that we always start with the day before <laughs> right? to tell people you, what you, they should have celebrated, even though they probably didn't. Yeah, that's a real bummer. They missed it. <laughs> so in the spirit of that, <laughs> yesterday, hopefully you celebrated National Lemonade Day. Oh, like a hard lemonade, alcoholic variety, or... It doesn't say. I think it's up to you. Well, then it's definitely alcoholic National Lemonade Day. <laughs> Did you ever have a lemonade stand <laughs> when you were younger? You know, I wanted one and never got a chance to do one. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Um, well, if we want to go ahead and celebrate today, today is National Melanoma Monday and National Leg of Lamb Day. Both of these should be stricken from the record, in my opinion. Or, or <clears throat> this was the one time when we had when we had two things, and normally you and I are quick to jump in and say, "Well, let's just combine them and let's do this." But <laughs> yeah. I had no idea how to combine Melanoma Monday and National Leg of Lamb Day. All right, well, let's try to recover because <laughs> <laughs> let's do our best best effort to recover because tomorrow, Tuesday, May 8th, is National Coconut Cream Pie Day and National Teacher Appreciation Day. That is fantastic. Great, it, great things. It is. And I'm going to suggest once again that we modify this slightly. Give me a moment to turn this on. Yeah, I love this song. Absolutely. Great drumming song, incidentally. How about a little hot for teacher? Because I'd like to declare this National Crush on Your Teacher Day, Adam. Oh, nice. Did you ever have a crush on one of your teachers? I did. Well, I had a crush on several of my teachers. Um, let's see, though. Name, name, um, ju- name just the one that sticks out the most. Um, I think it was... Let's see... Oh, I'm trying to remember. It was it was actually a while back. Um, I, let's just go with uh, Miss Fernari from my. I think she was my junior year math teacher. Nice. She also did statistics for the Miami Heat basketball games. Awesome. Oh wow! Well, mine was yeah. was Mrs. Isles in the fifth grade. However, if you fast forward to probably my second year of college, I don't remember her name, 
But normally you skip a lot of your classes, but I Uh had a teacher that caused everyone to have perfect attendance. (laughs) That's all I'll say about her. I love that. We didn't learn a lot. We could have just stayed home and read the boldface words out of our textbook, but we were always there. (laughs) That is perfect. Excellent choice. I like that. I like that modification. And also, I mean, coconut cream pie is freaking fantastic. Yes, and I feel like in a in a Van Halen or a Warrant video, there probably would be a yeah. hot girl and a coconut cream pie. Definitely, and you know there would be a cherry on top. <laughs> of course there would be. Okay. <laughs> That's enough of that. Let me turn our normal music back on. There we go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I do love I do love a little Van Halen. So Adam, uh, why don't you continue? Okay. On Wednesday we have National Sleepover Day. Which uh, I think in your college days that that more turns into uh, national. I ended up at my friend's house because we had a party last night. Day, but you know you don't use the word sleepover. But uh, hey, the more the merrier. Oh, kids, sleepover with your friends. I absolutely agree. And Thursday, let's all celebrate national. No, no, we're not going to celebrate this. National clean up your room day. What? Did you did you keep your room clean as a child? No. How did this even make it into the show? <laughs> Do you currently keep your room clean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, except for the laundry. That's like, we have a laundry pile, but the rest of the room is clean. Yeah, this is possibly the worst day we've ever recognized on the show, so why don't we just move on? Yeah, let's blow this popsicle stand off that one. All right, Friday, May 11th, we have two fantastic options, of which I'll probably observe both, actually. Um, it's National Twilight Zone Day and National Eat What You Want Day. Yes. So that is a fantastic thing to combine. I think that with the Twilight Zone day, it may have a bunch of either really great or really disastrous results. I think it's worth the risk, though, to eat whatever you want. That's fantastic. And we'll finish up our week with several options. Saturday, you can celebrate either National Limerick Day or National Archery Day. Yes. Or National Miniature Golf Day. Absolutely. And can we modify archery to be National Archer Day? Have you seen the show Archer? <laughs> it's a, it's a sure. show for adults, but it's a cartoon and it's hilarious. So it National is. Archer slash Archery Day. Well, if the question is, can we do that? We do it all the time on this show. So folks, if you want to change National Archery Day to National Archer Day, then more power to you. <laughs> it's a great show. Look it up. really is. And the last one, the last option is serious. It's National Fibromyalgia Awareness Day. And mm. this is a very serious condition. And one of our close friends in the podcast community, Donna Hume of Varmints, suffers from this. So we want to take this opportunity to encourage Donna to let her know how much we love her. She's so talented and does such an amazing job of just keeping her spirits up and dealing with this every single day. Yes, absolutely. Love you, Donna. Yeah, and Donna's been on our show multiple times, I yeah. think. So also, if you don't know... Donna's a graphic designer. She's very, very good. I've used her on a number of projects. You can too. Just go to DonnaHumeDesigns.com for more information. And she works from her home and she's fantastic. That is awesome. Next. Okay, with that, let's turn our attention to This Week in History. I love history. I think we should find a really good jingle for history because then I can love that jingle too. (laughs) Okay, well, let's start off. In 1877, Rutherford... In 1877, Rutherford B. Hayes has the first phone installed in the White House. I think that's pretty awesome because everybody needs a phone. (laughs) Definitely. A lot lot (laughs) of legendary things happened on the phone in the White House since then. That's right. 
Also this week in history, in 1937, the Hindenburg explodes in New Jersey, which is, you know, pretty unfortunate. That was a <laughs> very historic disaster. <laughs> and also it was in New Jersey. It's kind of a sign of things to come. <laughs> wow. No offense yeah. to our New Jersey listeners. <laughs> In 1954, Roger Bannister breaks the four-minute mile. Woody-woo. And that, that's actually happened many, many times since then, but he was the first. That's pretty cool. That's fast, man, to run a four-minute mile. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you know I speak for you, too, Mr. Endorsman. <laughs> it's true. I'm not very fast. <laughs> in 1963, Sean Connery stars in his first Bond movie, Dr. No, which is awesome because he's totally legendary as Bond. True. And uh, in 1965, Keith Richard wakes up bleary-eyed in a Florida motel, grabs a tape recorder, and records one of the most legendary pop songs ever. And of course, that is Satisfaction. So I currently hate that song now because I've heard it so many times in my life. I, I, if I never heard it again, it would be too soon. And I also feel like Keith Richards probably, doesn't matter where he wakes up, he's going to be bleary-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with both of those points. However, if you listen to... <laughs> If you listen to it objectively, pretty good, pretty good little tune. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving right along in 1976, the theme song from Welcome Back, Cotter is the number one song in America, which kind of blows my mind that a theme song would be number one. Yeah, that was my thought when I read that note. Welcome back. <laughs> All right. So in 2004, the final episode of Friends airs on NBC. Thank God. <laughs> dumb. Dumb um, show. So you were not a, a watcher of Friends? No. Nope. Right. I was not. Well, then perhaps in 2010, you saw Betty White become the oldest host of Saturday Night Live. She is awesome, and she will roast you. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't it amazing that she was very, very old in 2010, and now another eight years has passed, and she's still alive? Yeah, yeah. She's basically the unsinkable Betty White. <laughs> it's true. Also, uh, one one final note. J. Edgar Hoover, Winston Churchill, and Nelson Mandela all took their posts this week in various years in history. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. Next! Okay. Adam? Yes? It is time to move on to the news. With the greatest jingle of all time, even though ours is a low-quality recording. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it, Marge. <laughs> Okay, Adam. Yes. Are you familiar with the Lizard Band of Scape or Swamp? No. I have, have you not. ever heard that story? No, I don't think I have. It's also known as the Lizard Man of Lee County. Does that ring a bell? That sounds more familiar. All right, Adam, it's time for this week's surprise. Once again, we're going to do something we've never done before. Okay. We're going to bring a guest on on the fly. What? That's right. And here she is. Her name is Jody Hewitt. She is the host of The One True Way. It is a delightful children's podcast on the Blazing Caribou Network about a genie who got lost and can't find her way back to her lamp. Jody, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow, this is this is man, we've talked about doing something like this for a, <laughs> for a really long time and the fact that you did it is actually very hard to believe. <laughs> 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 yeah, because I have little or no technical skill. <laughs> well, I, I already like Jody because my sister's name is Jody, so I feel like a real strong kindred spirit there. 
is it really? It's such an odd name. Do you? How do you spell your name? Just with an I. Ah, so does my sister. And I feel like that what? that is the rare spelling. Yeah. We're nailing it here. It nailing is totally. It. Yeah. The, the coincidences don't stop there, Adam. I think you would be interested to know where Jody is calling from. Where is Jody calling from? I'm calling from the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. No kidding. How about that, I'm Adam? North Carolina. We're a little, I was your northern neighbor for many years. Were you? Really? Uh, yeah, I was in Charlotte. Oh, okay. Cool. This is fantastic. I love South Carolina. It's gorgeous. It is. It's beautiful. I love living here. So specifically, Jody, tell us where you currently live, but then tell us where you're from, uh, because I want you to explain to the audience why you're particularly qualified to call in and tell us the story that we're going to discuss today. Well, I only live about 45 minutes away from where I grew up. I'm talking from house to house, 45 minutes. And I grew up in Lee County, South Carolina. So, Adam, I think you can see where we're going to go with this. I believe I can. Are we talking cotton? <laughs> That's all there is in Lee County. <laughs> cotton. <laughs> That's exactly right. We've asked you to come on the show to, ge- to give us all the facts that you can possibly give us on cotton. Right. Now, this is riveting stuff, so I expect a good list. <laughs> it is. It is. So, so terrific. Jody, the floor is yours. Please take it from here. <laughs> no, of course not. We're not here to talk about cotton. Before you join us, Jody, I asked Adam if he'd ever heard of the Lizard Man of Lee County. He said maybe he possibly had. And I said, perfect, because I'm just the person we need to talk to. So by all means, give us a little background and then tell us the story. Okay, so I grew up in Lee County, went to school there. My parents both worked there. My grandparents all worked there. Very entrenched in the community. And when I was younger, um, we had a bit of a scare. And one of the high school kids saw a monster, and the monster attacked him. And it was really scary for a long time. And Adam doesn't know this, but you're talking about 17-year-old Chris Davis. I am. I'm talking about Chris Davis. And this and this occurred in, in uh, 1988, I believe. Was it, was it 88? Oh, my God. I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually celebrating the 30-year anniversary of the legend of uh, the uh, Lizard Man of Lee County. Oh, my God. I am old, old, old. Yeah. So, I mean, it was hilarious and terrifying all at the same time because it's, you know... It's a really, really rural area, and superstition still runs very deep. People paint their front doors blue. Porches still have the ceilings. The porches are all painted blue. It, It's a super, super superstitious place, and we're not going to just discount a monster. And my <laughs> one of my <laughs> one of my best friends was. Um, the football coach so he knew chris davis and he was like no this is an upstanding young boy he's you know he's reliable and good and and so that just made it worse and then our sheriff had always been sheriff that was liston trustel his wife was the high school librarian sweet lady um and he'd always been the sheriff never opposed in the elections because he was just so straightforward and down to earth and you know everybody trusted him to do his job and you know he called in sled which is the south carolina state law enforcement folks and 
had them assisting with this investigation into the lizard man and people were walking the swamp. It was crazy. Yeah. It sounded, it sounded like they took him very seriously right from the start and it ramped up really, really fast. It did. It really did. I mean, one day we went to school and Bishopville was Bishopville. The next day we went to school and there were news cameras everywhere just lining the roads it was insane it was insane they said basically the story went nationwide if not worldwide within three days it did from the time that chris davis reported the sighting you know at two in the morning it did everybody in town knew about it by let's let's say by lunch the next day everybody in town knew because it was a small you know it's a small rural town everybody knows everything it was crazy, and it, it wasn't until um, after I graduated high school. And what year, what year did you graduate high school? Um, in 1993. Okay. It wasn't until after 1993 that I found out what the true story behind the Lizard Man was. Interesting. Okay, so before you go there, let me just give a little more background so Adam has some context. So, Adam, 17-year-old Chris Davis was coming home from work down a rural road, which almost all the roads out there were rural. But he, was coming <laughs> right. home, he was coming home from work at 2 in the morning, and he had a flat tire or something wrong with his car, and he had pulled over to work on it. He was outside his car, and he heard some noise. And so I think as the story goes, he, he panicked, of course, got in his car. I don't know if he finished working on it or whatever. And when after he got in the car, he reports that some giant mad creature came and attacked his car and jumped on top of it. And his his description of, of it was that it was green and wet-like, about seven feet tall, and had three fingers, red eyes, and skin like a lizard, and snake-like scales. Wow. Was his was his eyewitness description of this of this giant seven-foot-tall beast. I can tell you, I know exactly where he stopped. And it is a road through the swamp. The, the road was built specifically in a swamp so it's kind of like driving through a tree cave interesting and it is it is scary on a sunny day much less in the middle of the night it is very if you've ever seen a horror movie it is definitely one of those don't go there places (laughs) yeah stay away (laughs) and that was that's what i was wondering is like golly coming up from work at two in the morning down that road that must have been unbelievable I, I've never seen it at two in the morning. I go the other way. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems smart. <laughs> like we said, it, it ramped up really quick. The, the sheriff took him absolutely seriously. Local businesses, a short time after that, started selling Lizard Man t-shirts. The, the, local, <laughs> the local chamber of commerce you know, encouraged the media attention and, and described it as good for the community. It says that the increase in newspaper and media publicity prompted further reports of sightings. The area soon became a tourist attraction for visitors and hunters. Jody, I don't know if you remember this, but local, uh, but a local radio station offered a $1 million reward for, for anybody that could capture the creature alive. Yeah, I remember. And we had packs of hunters, just regular, I'm going to shoot a turkey, hunters, just tromping through everywhere and you know i think parents probably encouraged the children to be a bit afraid because you know nobody they didn't want the kids playing outside because there were just so many hunters it was it was pretty dangerous Um, right right but it was really good for the community because bishopville had always been a um 
tobacco and cotton town mm-hmm. and agriculture I mean, still, it's it's almost completely dead now because it's just agriculture is just so difficult of a business these days. And there's just no money in it. So it was great when all of these people were coming to town and the hotels were were filling up and people were buying gas and shopping at the Piggly Wiggly. And, you know. It was, it was good for town. Yeah, I bet. So then re- reports of the creature gradually declined at the end of the summer. So so it kind of came and went really quickly. Do you remember that being the case, Jody? I do remember. It was, you know, oh, my God, the lizard man is going to eat us all. And then suddenly it was like, get ready for school. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so by the end of the summer, it says local law enforcement officials speculated that the sightings were likely to have been caused by a bear. And in 2008... CNN mentioned the lizard man legend in a story about a couple in Bishopville, South Carolina, where it took place and their, and their damaged vehicle. And then in 2010, two years later, the TV program Destination Truth featured the legendary creature. And then in 2015, so this is now more than 25 years later, a local television station featured photos that claimed that the lizard man was, was still alive and allegedly had been taken by unidentified individuals. So... This thing really has been going on for almost 30 years. Wow. So the big question is, and, and this is this is something that you can add, Jody, that no one else can, is what's the real story? What really happened? What really happened is um, the Elmore's Butterbean shit kept getting broken into, and somebody was stealing Butterbeans, and not just one or two bushels of Butterbeans, a lot of butter beans. And this was before trail cams. You know, trail cams, they existed, but they were something that scientists used and they were precision equipment and really, really expensive. So mm-hmm. it's not like today where you could just run to the sports store and get a trail cam and put it in and see who's stealing your butter beans and be fine. <laughs> you, you know, you, you had to figure it out. You had to either call the police or find out yourself. So the Elmore brothers decided, we're going to figure this out. These people are stealing our butter beans, and this is how we make our living, selling our butter beans. And um, one of the, the elder Elmore brothers is kind of a jokester. He said, I'm going to rent a gorilla suit. And I'm going to make sure that these people don't steal our butter beans ever again. I love where this is going, by the way. Absolutely. And so there the Elmore brothers sat and waited and waited and waited. And suddenly they hear somebody. And it just happened to be Chris who's stopped on his way from work. And they come running around the side of the butter bean shed in that gorilla suit. And he, he was not coming from work. He had been out drinking just like every other teenager. There's no way in Bishopville for teenagers to work until two o'clock in the morning. I was wondering <laughs> that was, actually. Yeah. Same. He, he was coming home drunk and he saw those Elmore brothers coming at him, but all he saw was that gorilla suit and it scared him. So he got in the car, off he went, but he had to explain what happened mm. because his car was messed up. So, you know, <laughs> I, dad, there was this giant lizard creature and apparently that was more appealing than saying, I was out drinking and something weird is going on in the swamp. 
<laughs> and I saw the Elmore, Bro- Elmore Brothers in a, in a gorilla suit. Yep. And that's all it was. That is fantastic. So so how long did it did it play out before that came to light? Oh, a lot of people don't know that. Really? Still? Um, the eldest Elmore brother, his son and my little brother were best friends in high school. Wow. So that's the only reason I know that story. Wow. That's really yeah. interesting that that this has gone on and on and on for three decades now, and and the actual events that unfolded have never come to light. Well, why why would the Elmores reveal that at this point? I mean, that would be really dumb because then people would just get really mad with them. <laughs> whereas, whereas right now we have this fun local legend that sometimes sure. gets us a little boost in tourism. Of course, nobody's going to talk about it. No, that's a right. great point. Well, and and sadly, uh, I, I don't know if you knew this. Well, you probably do, Jody, because you're from there. But Chris Davis isn't even around to tell that tale anymore. He was actually murdered, unfortunately, in his home in 2009. What? Yeah, I, I did know that. It was That was pretty sad. Oh, it's terrible. So w- when that happened, though, I mean, were were you terrified at some point, like to to go out? I mean, <laughs> or was it like oh, everything's fine during the day, but at night I'm staying in, or or what? Of the lizard man? Yeah. No, I was never scared of the lizard man. I'm fearless. <laughs> <laughs> I was a fearless child. <laughs> nice. I like that. Jody was among the hunters that went out to track it down. That's right. No, and she's leading the I was party. Not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was not one of those. But <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't afraid. But we lived far enough from the swamp that it wasn't something that I was super nervous about it. anyway. Got it. How soon after things happened did you get the real story? Uh, I didn't get the real story until probably like ninety four, ninety five. Oh, several years later. Okay. How did that happen? How did you come about finding the real story? Or hearing it. Well, I think I'm old enough now that I can't get put on restrictions. So it's probably <laughs> okay to say my parents had gone out of town for a conference and we hosted a house party <laughs> during the course of the evening. The Elmore son told us the uh, story. Oh, wow. So right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Was he the one wearing the gorilla suit or was that his brother? Oh, no. This was uh, his dad was wearing the gorilla suit. Oh, his dad was wearing the. <laughs> okay. That's Got fantastic. It. Yeah, that is a fantastic story. Thank you so much for coming on to tell it. This is the first time that we've ever had someone with firsthand knowledge of one of the new stories that we've talked about. Really? Yeah, and we've been wanting to do this for a while. Like, I mean, we have all these great stories. Of course, most of the people that we talk about, um, it's usually some legal entanglement where they're like, I don't want to ever talk to anybody about this ever again. Right. Maybe they haven't. I mean, maybe they haven't heard of our podcast, which may change their mind. But this is like. <laughs> fantastic to actually have somebody from the county from the story this is awesome yeah yeah so this is really special and and fun for us on the show so thank you so much for coming on and telling the story is is there anything else that we left out before we want to move on that is all i know about the lizard man you know if you want to and you have the time do you want to stick around for the rest of the show sure great okay well awesome unfortunately this is the time when we also have to break bad news to our audience because it means that we've run out of time and can't get on to any more of our new stories so once again <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> right. <laughs> However, I will at least tease you with the headline. Adam and Jody, are you ready for the headline of the story that we will not get to today? Yes. Yes. It goes something like this 
new vibrator can reportedly order pizza for you after you orgasm. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, wait. This, oh my God, this is so loaded here. No, pun intended. Okay. Nope. So nope. Does, no, Adam. No. I'm sorry. We don't have time. That, that's wait, that's my, the bummer. That's the bummer of the whole the situation. Here's the questions we'll be wondering. Does it order the pizza like only when you orgasm? So like, it's not like, you know, if you have, that's the trigger, you know, like if you don't get off, you don't get pizza. Oh God. <laughs> How does it know what kind you want? <laughs> that is a fantastic question. I like the way you cut straight to the heart of it, Jody. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the real question is, what kind of pizza? See, these are the hard-hitting questions we ask on This Week Today. Uh-huh. Yeah, so perhaps we need Jody to come back and, <laughs> and be a guest on future episodes. Yeah, what, you're, Jody, you're welcome anytime. I don't think we're getting to the real issue in the stories that we're covering. No, that's, that's, not, that, that's not the point, Chris. It's the, it's the other information we need to know. <laughs> right, which we've proven over and over again that we're quite bad at is getting, getting the real information. Right, no, it's just cursory and obscure research. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Mark Schechter, once again. <laughs> Next! All right, well, with that, let's move on to birthdays. Yes. Okay, and I'll get things started. Yesterday was the 87th birthday of baseball legend and Hall of Famer Willie Mays. That's pretty cool. Yes. He is fantastic. So, you know who else is cool? On Wednesday, Billy Joel turns 69, giggity. Giggity. Um, I mean, what a fantastic, fantastic musician. So, Jody and Chris, do you guys recognize the name Paul David Hewson? No. No, I have no idea who that is. Okay. So, have you ever heard of the band U2? Sadly, yes. Of course. Yes, that Paul David Hewson is actually Bono. He is the superstar frontman for U2. Oh, wow. And he turns 58 years old. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't sound like Jody's a big U2 fan. I'm not. Well, that's just... (laughs) ludicrous maybe we won't have you back on the show jody and and, w- and what jody means by that is happy birthday bono that's what exactly she means. yeah <laughs> on saturday moving along legendary skater tony hawk turns 50 cool oh wow yeah i cannot believe that i know right all right moving on from there hey greg did you know that it's emilio estevez's birthday and he turns 56 on saturday wow emilio the mighty duck man himself that's right Jody, can you name an Emilio Estevez film? Um, he this some cowboy film. I don't know. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, do you know which cowboy film Emilio Estevez was in? No, but he was also in Mighty Ducks too. So that was an easy one. <laughs> Are you serious? You can't you can't name the the cowboy oh, film God. that she's referencing? No, I don't know. I just know it was the cowboy. Like he's he's the blonde <laughs> one, right? Yes. It's Young Guns. Yes. yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only film I know of his. Yeah, and that's the Mighty Duck Man. That's what I'm always going to know Emilio from. So why don't we move on to uh, Born This Week, Now Dead, Chris? Please. All right, so let's start off with legendary comedian Don Rickles died last year in 2017 at the age of 90. He was a pretty intense guy. Pretty he intense was. guy. I liked him, though. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, totally. <clears throat> uh, also, also... Born this week, now dead. Fred Astaire died in 1987 at the age of 88. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fred Astaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's birthdays. <laughs> Next. Adam, Jody, how would you guys like to generate some amazing facts? 
Sounds great. I would love to. Let's generate amazing factoids. Okay, what I thought we would do this time, because we have a special guest, Adam, is I thought each of us would generate two amazing facts, and I'll get us started. Now, this is interesting. Did you guys know that possums don't play dead? When frightened, they actually become overexcited and pass out. Cool. Wow, that's awesome. Kind of like you do, Adam. Yeah, I was going to say, now I have a term for what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, let let me generate my next fact. Here we go. Wow, I didn't know this. A newborn giant panda is about the size of a stick of butter. Wow, I thought they were smaller than that. That is insane. You thought they were smaller than a stick of butter? Yes, I thought they were about half that size. Wow. Interesting. I would have said they were at least as big as a uh, family-sized bucket of margarine. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, I was way wrong. I was way off. All right, Jody, we'll pass the button over to you. Why don't you generate a couple amazing facts? Okay. Okay. The first pair of Nike running shoes was made in a waffle iron. You've got to be kidding me. Really? That is awesome. How does that even happen? Why would you waste a perfectly good waffle iron on running shoes? (laughs) Once again, Jody is the one that asked the correct question. Uh, Yeah, she's got the points down. Dang it. Good fact, though. That's a good fact. You got another one for us? Okay, one more. It was actually the Persians, not the Scottish, who invented bagpipes. Wow. Wow. Don't, I bet, like, that's like the greatest Scottish conspiracy theory ever. You know, they don't want everybody to know that. (laughs) Yeah, do you think if you walk the streets of Scotland and you throw that around, you think they're happy about it? Thanks, guys. (laughs) Now I'm going to be abducted because this is obviously some massive cover up. (laughs) (laughs) Forget about the lizard man of Lee County. I think we've stumbled upon something much, much bigger. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're blowing this thing wide open. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that goes back 30 years. This goes back like 600 years. Or further. Yeah. All right, Adam, your turn. Okay, here we go. Okay, and ni- I'm sorry. In 1777, Frederick the Great issued an official statement urging his subjects to drink beer in the morning instead of coffee. I love this. Done. Yeah, I'm in. Totally. Frederick the Great. We are now best buds. <laughs> a fan. Adam's a huge fan of Frederick the Great now. Yeah, and alcohol. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like beer and coffee. Uh, same. Same. All right, well, why don't I generate one more fact? Um, and here we go. Okay, this is interesting. There was a third Apple founder. Ronald Wayne sold his 10% stake for $800 in 1976. Oh, my gosh. God, sucks to be him. <laughs> if, he is al- if he is alive today, he is really, really sad. Oh, man. <laughs> there, there's a lot of stories like that out there, and this might be one of the worst. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel so bad for him. Do you think he and Pete Best ever go out together and just... Just try to try to cheer each other up. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, okay then. No. no. Next. All right. Well, thanks for helping us generate amazing facts, Jody. And now it's time for a segment that I know Adam enjoys. It's this week's least competent criminal. Uh, yes, yeah, always a classic. Tell us who messed up this time. Okay. 
So 28-year-old Marwan El Abadi and 29-year-old Salma Hire, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, were shoplifting at a neighborhood convenience store in Peoria, Illinois. When the clerk noticed them, they hurried out of the store and ran towards another building nearby. At that point, the two jumped a fence and thought they got away. What they didn't notice is that there was a sign above the door that said, Peoria Police. (laughs) (laughs) And the the fence they jumped over housed a secure area behind the police station. (laughs) I love that so much. Uh Reading is fundamental, folks. <laughs> it really is. Both both suspects were arrested on several charges, including shoplifting, trespassing, and drug charges. And so I think Adam will do what we normally do, and we'll congratulate Marwin and Selma and make them our Gravity Beer listeners of the week. <laughs> Yay! That is fantastic. So congratulations. Next, sadly, that brings us to the end of our show. Oh, boo. I know, but it also means it's promo time. Yay! Hooray! So, I'd like to say this. Jody. thanks for joining us. Tell us about your show and where we can find it, and maybe you want to give a more accurate description of your show, because I don't think I did it correctly before. Nah, you were just a smidge off. <laughs> just a smidge. You were close. You were really close. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well then, then by all means, correct me and tell me what your show is about. I'm a co-host, and... My co-host and I are both scientists. She is a chemist and a physicist, and I am a biologist. And we talk about cults, religion, scientists talking religion. And you can find us over on Blazing Caribou Studios. So many good shows on the network. Check it out. Check out our show. It's just a good time. It's just a good time. I would definitely be checking that out. Sounds awesome. Sounds like a great concept. Love it. We try to be respectful and not just laugh at people for joining cults, but try to really understand why people join cults. And Yeah, no, I think that that's, that's fantastic. What in the world these cult leaders are thinking when they come up with some of the stuff they come up with. It's a little bit different. Yeah. I look, for, I look forward to checking it out. Cool. It's a really, really good listen. Everybody should go uh, check it out. Jody, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you all so much for letting me come on and talk about the Lizard Man. It is one of my favorite. <laughs> mo- it's one of my most favorite childhood memories. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That is Under- awesome. Understandable. You, you've simply been a delight. And I'll wrap things up this way. If you got at least a dollar's worth of entertainment out of our show today and would be willing to support us financially, for example, our friend Clay from the Fish Nerds Podcast who supports us on Patreon. You also can do that by going right now to patreon.com forward slash gravity beard to sign up. We're also a member of the Podfix Network. It's a terrific lineup of shows. Go to podfixnetwork.com to check them all out or search at Podfix on Twitter. Also, please check out Podfix Presents. It's a podcast from the collective minds of the Podfix Network. Listen to it on Apple Podcasts or any other podcatcher. Listeners can find This Week Today on Twitter by searching at This Week Pod. Our theme song is Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. Their stuff can be found on the YouTube audio library. All the other music and sound effects can be found on YouTube. You've been listening to This Week Today on Gravity Beard. It's what your ears will want to be listening to. Later. Bye. This is the Gravity Beard Crab Past. I don't care that much about Salvador Dali or Fred Astaire. (laughs) Yeah. Right there.
<laughs> well, now I do want to mention him. Because I want you to say that when I say that he died in 19... Okay, now I'm taking Fred Astaire. And that's your line. Okay, check. Uh, Keith Richard wakes up bleary-eyed in a Florida motel, grabs a tape recorder, and records one of the most legendary pop songs ever. And of course, that is Satisfaction. And I think, I'm almost positive this is the song I'm thinking of. Um, When I was in school, I was in a recording engineering lab. My recording engineering lab instructor was the intern when they recorded that song. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was a legend. I mean, this guy, his name is Glenn Fight. He's awesome. Um, he was telling me that the, he, Keith Richards was recording the intro, and but he was recording it on like a different part of the multi-track recorder. But my instructor saw that they were recording on the wrong tracks. So what happened was they basically erased the initial recording, the original intro to that song, Satisfaction, no longer exists. And Keith Richards got pissed. He was like, fine, fuck it. Dun, 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 and that's how that came about like he, it was a more complicated intro but it ended up with that because they recorded over it so that's not how the song was supposed to start no oh wow yeah super crazy what a great story <laughs>